We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate. My name is Chris Plank. Thanks so much for listening. And if you're not subscribed, please do so at Soonersports.tv slash podcast, where all of our uh, season-long post-game shows, all of our pre-game shows, everything you need to really recap the season and get ready for the Orange Bowl is available in the archives right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And next week, hey, enjoy the holiday weekend with your family, because beginning on Wednesday, we are all in on the countdown to the Orange Bowl, Oklahoma and Alabama. We'll give you all the details coming up before we wrap up and get out of here. But it was a big Wednesday in the Sooner Nation as Oklahoma put together an incredible signing class, 22 new Oklahoma Sooners, a recruiting class that based on rankings is a top five national class and, oh, by the way, it might not be finished up yet. Coming up later in this podcast, you'll hear Lincoln Riley's entire press conference. But I wanted to take a moment to play some of the highlights from the newest members of the Oklahoma Sooners. Like, for instance, new defensive lineman Leron Stokes, NEO product, played high school at NOAA. He was on Sports Talk 1400 earlier this week and had this to say about why he chose Oklahoma. I was thinking, man, this is just you know a dream come true to be able to to possibly play for OU, and I was just waiting on the visit to see if it was everything that I thought it was going to be. So it was my last visit. I wanted to make sure it was my last and just be able to weigh out all my options, and it was the best place for me. It was everything that I thought it was going to be. I was just uh, homeschooled, played for an organization called NOLA in Tulsa, based out of Tulsa, and uh, 
we played a couple other homeschool teams, but mainly like a small 4A schedule around the around Tulsa, and then you know getting recruited out of homeschool it, it's kind of it, it's difficult, you know, not as much recognition. People don't know about the school or the program or anything like that. So NEO was uh, I mean, I had a couple D1 offers coming out of high school, but I didn't know if I was a qualifier, so I had to take the JUCO route. And then did a couple years there. My recruiting picked up my second year. I got my first offer probably like week seven uh, this year. So, I mean, and then I got picked up my first Power Five a couple weeks after that, and then OU came a week later. How about the newest member of the secondary, Jaden Davis? What type of player are the Sooners getting in Jaden Davis? Um, I'm a I'm a press corner. I'm a press corner. I can also play off, and I'm just aggressive. Aggression. I have to go out there. You have to go out there and make plays. Basically, that's that's how I feel. That my dad has always taught me: just go out there. You got to make plays. You got to catch interceptions. You got to um, change the um, change the course of the field because that's what you're supposed to do as a as a defender. And um, my goal every game is to not allow a single catch on me. I mean, obviously that's a hard, as a hard, that's hard to do. But um, I allowed a total of I think three, three this year and three last year. So a total of six in the last um, two years. I, I, that's six too many for me. That's what my coach Sam Madison would say would be six too many. But uh, that's that's basically my goal going into every game to not allow a single catch. Oh, and who can forget Jeremiah Cradell? What kind of player are the Sooners getting in the standout safety? It was safety? something that, you know, I always remember. Um, it was an experience I always remember. Um, it was a big, it was a really big decision, and, um, you know, I did it, and I'm ready to work. Um, the hard work that they put in to, um, to get the success that they have, um, you know, the, the tools are all there to be successful, and you just have to use them and, um, you know, just really, just really want it for yourself. Perhaps no sooner has been talked about more than the five-star quarterback Spencer Rattler, who met Lincoln Riley at a very young age. Well, he came out to watch me throw when I was 14. I was like 14 years old. He came out to my high school, watched me throw, and I, I threw pretty well. And you know, we just clicked right when together. I just felt like he was the realest coach I've ever met. And uh, we got on the phone right after that, and you know, he offered me a scholarship. And once I once as it did sophomore year, I just decided to pull the trigger. I just felt like it was a perfect fit with everything. Tradition's crazy. Uh, coaches are amazing. Fan base. Every every single thing about Oklahoma I love. And when you're talking about the continued addition to the solid offensive line for the Oklahoma Sooners, Bill Beanbow looks to have done it yet again. This is EJ Indoma Ogar. He is a six foot three, three hundred and twenty pound self-described road grader out of Allen, Texas, and knew he wanted to be a Sooner from day one. I mean, just the um, the energy I was feeling when I went to campus, and the relationships that I built like along the way, like before I committed. Like I mean, like Coach B and Bo, they were all. Um, he was he was the type of one that he would he would communicate with me from time to time um, before they offered me, and um, you know I just felt like it was home for me. Oh, and by the way, from EJ, the kind of player he is. I mean, I just, I just, I'm just aggressive. I mean, and I feel like I could fit in with that. You know, it's uh, they kind of fit into my, uh, my, my style of play. Like, not even kind of like they really like they fit into my style of play. And it's uh, and I mean, it, it's just, I just feel like it was, it was the right, it was the right scheme for me. So there's just a sampling of some of the newest Sooners. I want to give proper credit to James Hale. 
who uh, did all those interviews, got all that great sound for us. You can listen to those podcasts in their entirety at sportstalk1400.com. Wanted to make sure that we had tons of stuff on the podcast here today from signing day for you beyond just the Lincoln Riley press conference. So there you have it. 22 new Sooners. You've heard from a handful of them. You can read all about them at Soonersports.com. Now, let's hear from the head coach, Lincoln Riley, in his post-signing day press conference. Uh, yeah, welcome, everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for waiting on me. We just got off the practice field, so uh, been a been an eventful day, but but uh, been a great day. I, I don't know in all the, all the years recruiting, we were talking, driving over the practice field, that if we've ever honestly had a day like this where you know so many things you know went in our favor um had a few recruits here that went down to the wire and and really really proud of of our staff uh our recruiting staff i want to name them by name annie hansen drew hill cole smith zach heffley caroline mcmurray uh, and uh and chip viney they've been They've been phenomenal throughout this entire entire process. Our coaching staff did a great job as we've tried to manage balancing the the getting ready for a playoff game with also some obviously some you know major recruiting uh, events going on, getting out seeing these guys, um, and it's it's a very rewarding and gratifying day. Uh, so proud of all our guys, the way that they. You know that they stuck with us. This class was, you know, special from the beginning. It started with some great players that decided to jump on early. Like a lot of great classes, this class continued to to help us recruit, um, and it's a, it's been a very unselfish class. We've had a lot of great players that see that yes, I can go accomplish individual things I want to at Oklahoma, but you know these great players wanted to play together. You know they wanted to win. They wanted to win championships and continue. To build on the legacy that you know that so many people have worked hard to set here before, so so proud of that, uh, and and so proud of our again our entire staff for the way they've handled this entire this entire uh, session. It's really I think it's really benefited us this time around to be to have been in the playoff the year before, especially with the early signing day being new last year. I think we learned a lot of things as far as our time management, how we wanted to manage the class from handling visits to to. Also getting the team ready to getting the prep work we needed as coaches. It felt more normal, more smooth this year. And so give a lot of credit to our staff on that. So obviously a tremendous day, a lot of excitement throughout the day. Had some decisions that went down to the wire that I know, you know, were kind of exciting for, for us, for Sooner Nation to, to see those guys choose OU and a lot of great players that, you know, we're certainly excited to, to get them here. Lincoln, you know, during the year at one point you said you hoped to add to last year's defensive line class with another great class back-to-back. Do you feel like in this class you were able to do that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you start talking about the strengths on paper of this class. Uh, it's hard not to start there, you know, with what we what we added there. I mean, our top targets throughout the process were the guys we ended up getting. I mean, Corey Roberson was a top prospect, a top target for us. Marcus Hicks was. Marcus Stripling was. Uh, you know, Leron popped up here late and, and you know, really was a, a thing that, you know, was a, a big need at a big time point for us. Uh, Derek Green was one early that we really identified, really loved out in North Carolina. So to, it was one of those deals where it just kind of came together, you know, and give, give Calvin Thibodeau a lot of credit. Uh, we've really backed up two really nice, you know, 
defensive line classes here back to back, and we said that you know whatever it was 18 months ago that you know recruiting that position was going to be a priority. That we've been good there, we got to get back to being elite there, and I think these two classes are a big step in that direction. How in the world, did you maintain your momentum with the not knowing who your defensive coordinator is and passing that message along to the to the defensive recruits, especially flipping a guy on signing day? Yeah, I think they I think they believe in us as a staff. Uh, I think our guys believe in this program when they are able to get here and see it with their own eyes. They they see where we're at, which is at a great place right now, but I think they also feel like everybody does in this building strong about where we're going um, and the fact that we can get so much better. And I think our, our, I think our players see that. And so I think they trust us and they trust the you know, the direction that this thing's going. They trust uh, any changes that we'll make are going to be in their best interest and do nothing but make this program better. And and I think that we've been able to be upfront and honest. I mean, that's that's always our number one approach in recruiting, no matter if it's good news, bad news, whatever it is, is we always try to be straightforward with these guys. And and uh, I think they, you know, I think our prospects, their families appreciate that. Can you describe the process the last couple of days with Cradell? Yeah, it was it was one for the book. Uh, it was one for the book. So uh, great player, obviously comes out of a you know a prime program uh, there at Modern Day in California. Uh, guy we've had our eye on for a long time. You know his recruitment really picked up here at the end. He had you know one of those guys that had kind of his choice to go where he wanted to go, and uh, was a huge target for us. You know we safety was certainly a position we wanted to continue to address in this class and he gives you some great versatility uh, that that you know we're excited about you know physical but also can cover and really really love the kid and his maturity so it was a tough decision for him you know and it came down to the wire but it was a it was a cool moment when he chose the Sooners we all saw obviously the celebration is that kind of a culmination of how much work goes into each and every one of these recruitments yeah no doubt it's I, one of those celebrations I guess I guess that one got you know put out on social media, but you, every time one of these guys commits, it's not always captured on video. But there's there's a extreme level of excitement because we're competing for the best players in the country, and and it's competitive. There's no doubt about it. And these guys got a lot of good places they can choose. So when they when they choose OU, um, they trust us with with their future and and the developing them and and being all that we need to be for them. It's a it's a great feeling. And you know Jay doing that today was was pretty awesome. Is that way you usually react when you when a guy says uh, it's OU? It's pretty yeah. It's uh, we get pretty excited. You know it's you know no different than scoring a touchdown or winning a big game. It's 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 the competitive parts that you know that have got to come together and you've got to win your fair share. And uh, so we, we have fun with it. I, I think as everybody can see, you know we put a lot into recruiting. We we put our our heart and soul into that too. As much as we do, you know winning games, we know it all matters. Uh, we got a staff that's, you know, led by a recruiting staff that's fully invested in it, and so, you know, absolutely, we 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 definitely get excited when a guy chooses us. Do you do you enjoy recruit? Do you just absolutely enjoy it, or is it an, just something you have to do as part of the job? No, no, I I enjoy it. That like anything, there's parts of it at times that that maybe you wish weren't part of it, but the the process of getting around all over the country, uh, getting to kind of know these guys. Uh, that evaluation part's fine. I enjoy more of getting to know them and their families throughout the process. And then I do enjoy the competitive part of it, without a doubt. It's, again, no different in the game. It's a chance to compete and put our best foot forward. Can, can Spencer Rattler start for you next year, do you think? Oh, well, a lot goes into that. I mean, I, I think 
you know, physically he'll be as gifted as anybody that we've brought in here. You know, I felt that for a long time, even when I watched him as a freshman, you know, that he was a, a cut above, you know, most guys out there. So he's got elite physical talent. Um, and I think he's got the mentality to come in and, and compete early. Uh, you know, as Spencer knows, we've got other really good quarterbacks on this roster and uh, there's going to be competition like there's, you know, like there's always been. And so, uh, but you know, any of these guys we signed, you know, we don't sign or recruit many of these guys if we think they're two or three years down the line of being capable of doing it. Now, being capable is one thing, going and doing it's another. Were you concerned at all by late in the season, his ineligibility, uh, you know, late in his season, missing the last few games? No. Did anything about that concern? No, no, no. It's conversations with him and his family. We've had a, a good open relationship with them for a long time, so zero concern. Do you think you're getting a lot of interest on behalf of uh, transfers at the quarterback position for obvious reasons with Baker and, and what, what Baker and Kyler have done um, under your guidance. How do you balance any of that with dealing with the high school kids you're recruiting at that position? Do you have to be mindful of being aware of how they might see any interest you guys might have in, in, in someone who's already played college ball, who's, who's, who's entered the portal and that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. No, that's always that's – always... A piece of the puzzle, and I would not say just at quarterback. I mean, that's something you deal with at any position. So it's not, it's not, not honestly that new or that uncommon. You know, you always deal with, you know, what do you have in that room, and you know, guys, this day and age, they want to come in and play early. And uh, so, I think at times you end up weeding out some people that maybe deep down have some self doubts about, you know, can they really come do it at this level, or can they really come win a job? I mean, you. To do it at a place like this, you got to believe in yourself, you know, 100%. If there's any cracks in that, then, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough to accomplish what you want to accomplish at this at an elite level like this. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think for us it goes back to it goes back, and I said it earlier, to honesty. You know, we we let our guys know where we're at, what our situations are in each position room, and I think all of our guys are very well aware and very comfortable. Lincoln, how crucial was it for Spencer to sort of be the face of the class last 18 months? Well, quarterbacks are quarterbacks are important. I mean, you ask any any player out there at any position, any recruit, they want to play with great quarterbacks because most guys are smart enough to realize that, you know, it's tough to win and win big without a really good quarterback. You know, it's 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 tough to do. And guys want to play with great quarterbacks. And so, yeah, Spencer, you know, jumping on early, did a great job as kind of being one of the leaders there. Um, but we had several guys that kind of – that really that jumped on early that that really helped us recruit that kind of you know kick started this whole thing and kept momentum going i mean jonathan perkins was another guy that was phenomenal with that uh theo weiss was great stacy wilkins uh ej nadoma ogar he was he was awesome i mean there, there's several i'm probably missing a few honestly right now but our guys were most of these guys were all in from the beginning, and they just wanted to continue to build this thing into a very special class, and they, they're a huge reason why it is what it is right now. Lincoln, you offered him going into his sophomore year. So, uh, Who you are? Spencer. Spencer. You know, and obviously quarterbacks is your deal. What did you see in him that you that early that you'd make a commitment to him as, hell, as well as him make a commitment to you? Yeah, he was the earliest player that I've ever offered. Uh, we were in the – Bud Wilkinson over there before we came to this facility and Tim Kish um, with all his West Coast connections brought brought his film into my office and, and said, I want you to watch this quarterback. And and I looked at it and I saw he's a 2019 and this was what right after the 2015 season. I'm like, you want me to watch a freshman? Y'all kind of like, really? And then they turned on the tape. I was like, 
well, okay, you know, and so I got out that spring and saw him and, and I could see right away that, you know, you could see there was something special there. And as I got to know him and his family, it made offering him, you know, not a tough decision. And there's the uh, there's the uncertainty maybe for players about who the defensive coordinator will, will be, but what about what about position coaches that are out recruiting those guys? How curious are players about those jobs, and what are you able to tell them as far as reassurances that those guys will be will also be there or or not? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think again, you you always have to be as honest as you can with what you know right now, and uh, they know they know what I know, and uh, they know what these coaches know. You know that. Uh, just like any season, any school in America, you're going to sit down at the end of the year and you're going to evaluate things. And there's no, you know, players know there's no guarantees for coaches anywhere. I mean, I, but I do think our players consistently across the board can feel the stability within this program right now. And it's, this is as stable of a program and a setting and a staff as you're, you know, as you're going to find. I mean, Oklahoma is, is just, as long as you don't see this program doing this, you know, it stays right there. And that, that level of stability can be felt when these guys come on official visits, when they get around the program, when they compare it to other places they go, they, they feel that. And so uh, I think they, they understand where we're at. We've been totally up front, and I think they're confident in any direction that we decide to take. A lot has been made of, of <coughs> keeping the defensive class together despite the defensive coordinator change you made in October. Was that something you were worried about at all uh, in the aftermath of that, that it might shake things up a little bit? I mean, you know it's possible, uh, but I don't think you can let that stand in the way of doing what you think's right. And and I I felt like we'd built up, you know, enough of a relationship with these guys. Um, I think Oklahoma had made, in general, had made enough of an impression on these guys that, you know, it, if you lose a guy or two over it, yeah, you hate it, but, uh, you know, you got to go find other people. And that's... Uh, and that's part of it. But I think they understand the direction we're going. They understand, uh, you know, that we're always going to be looking out to make things better, and we're not going to let anything stand in the way of trying to make this thing as good as we possibly can. We got a great pipeline in Allen, Texas. Yeah, going to be disappointed if you don't ever get who you want out of there because it seems like you just pull two or three every year. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, you know, Allen's been great to us as have so many schools across the country in Oklahoma and Texas, uh, East Coast, West Coast. We've got some though that that have really, you know, been good to us. And Alan's certainly towards the top of the list, if not at the top with, you know, with Kyler, you know, Bobby, Lee, Tay Evans, obviously EJ, Theo today. That school has just been, has been tremendous. And so, uh, you know, I think there's, you know, what those guys have been able to see is a history of not only guys coming here, but coming here and doing extremely well. And so, uh, yeah, great relationship with those guys, those coaches, and it's, it's uh, been very, you know, I think we've been good to them, and they've been good to us. Do you know what you want your defense to look like next year? Right now, today, do you know exactly what you want? Or are you going to hire a coordinator and say, it's yours? Or does it even matter today? Oh, it doesn't matter a ton today. You know, What matters today is getting this class signed and trying to get ready to beat Alabama. Uh, uh, you know, Have I thought about it some here, traveling, doing all this? Yep, sure. Sure I have. Um, but I know I don't have to make a decision right now. I know that... You know, things are going to continue to evolve and change both in our program and on the outside that could have effects on that. But um, would you, generally speaking, do I know what I'm looking for? Yes. you have a timetable yet? No. We're going to get through the games and then, then we'll see. How crucial was that closing kick today, adding guys like Cradell and Marcus Stripling and especially kind of what message it might send for the defense moving forward? Yeah, I think it's, it just shows the confidence these guys have in this program and where we're going. And I think they... 
they understand the big picture vision here that even though we're having a ton of success on the field right now, there's not a sense of satisfaction here at all. Like, you know, this is, this is getting ready to get better. And our people feel that. Our, these recruits feel that. They see it, and they want to come be a part of it. Second straight year, it seemed like you got a lot of really good offensive players to commit early and in the final weeks and maybe into February, you know, you're going after more defensive guys. Is that a staff decision or just kind of the way it's broken out the last two years? Yeah, I would say more just how it's played out, uh, more just how it's played out. We had a couple key guys offensively jump on a little bit earlier, um, but no, I, I think, you know, you sit back and look at us maybe over a 10 year period. I think you'll see that even out more. It's just kind of the way it's shaking out here. Lincoln, this is a uh, this is everybody likes the early signing period. It appears, but does a December or whatever this is nineteenth? You're playing the 29th. Mm -hmm. uh, is that too condensed, too close? I mean, you're playing Alabama in ten days, and here you're having to worry about recruiting. Yeah, no, it's good for us. If it's you know now, if I'm playing in one of those games on the you know twentieth, twenty first, twenty second, that would be a lot. I I don't know how those guys have done it. So uh, you know. Hopefully we don't play in any of those. Um, so it's been good to be later, certainly. it's uh, Has it been a little hectic during this time? Yes, but we, I mean, keep in mind, we still, you know, we're used to playing on, on seven days. So, I mean, we've still got more than that time and we've been able to get a lot of work done. So I don't feel, it's been a lot, yes, but I don't feel rushed or uncomfortable with it at all. Lincoln, last year was the trading cards, this year album covers. Yep. How happy are you with how that came together? And what's and feedback from recruits or families, stuff like that. Yeah, feedback's been, you know, been awesome. I mean, they, I guess we just try to show them with that, that, you know, this place is different and, and we're going to do things that other people aren't to, to highlight you here, to help you once you get here. Uh, we're going to be creative. We're going to continue to, you know, to kind of, to push the boundaries of this thing. And I, we've done some really, really unique things content wise that I think have been great for our Recruits, I know. I think our fans have really enjoyed it. We've heard from a lot of people around the country that nobody is doing things like what you're doing, and uh, so. And again, give our give our recruiting staff a ton of credit. That was a, their original idea. We're going to have a really cool signing day party in here in the facility here in about an hour and a half with with some of our some some of our top boosters, all of our coaches and staff, just a chance to celebrate all this. Um, and. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, this is a special day. This is a life-changing day for a lot of these kids, and we want to make sure that we do everything we can so they can remember it. Um, and it sends a message to all those out there in the future that, you know, that this place is going to do anything and everything for you. And uh, so, yeah, it's what a, what a great idea and executed beautifully by our team. I'm sorry, what was the, what was the behind the, uh, the decision <coughs> or the idea to incorporate local businesses into those videos? Just kind of our... Our, create, our team wanted to have a, a different way to announce these guys. Um, and as the whole record deal came together, um, they didn't want it to be kind of just the same thing. They wanted each guys to be unique. And, and this community and what they do is important to us. So it, it kind of worked as far as, as making it unique for each and every guy and involving this community that gives us so much support and, and all that the, the city of Norman does. So yeah, it was just a perfect match. Got Marcus Major, a kid from Billwood. What drew you to him, and how important is it to get a kid from Oklahoma? Yeah, it's big, big. Uh, one of the early guys that, that we targeted, and, and as his film started to circulate, you could see this kid is incredibly gifted. Uh, we got around him, his his family. You could tell he had the kind of stuff that that we want here. You know, internally, great kid, very humble, hungry, 
wanted to be here. Um, extremely, you know, extremely gifted. You know, he's going to be a little raw coming in like a lot of these guys are, but man, the, the tools this cat's working with are, they're pretty good. And uh, we've had a good history of developing those guys, and I think he'll certainly be one of the next. Bridges and Lease and Stogner, are those all three guys you see having a pretty early impact? I think they'll certainly have a chance to. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. That was, you know, getting, you know, some more receiving threats with some of the guys we've, we've lost the last few years, some of the guys we're getting ready to lose. That was, you know, that was important. And, uh, you know, we've been able to continue to produce at all those different positions. So I, I think they're certainly going to have a chance. We're, we're going to throw them in the fire early. You signed four Marcuses. Have, have you figured out how to <laughs> how to sign, we how to refer to all these guys? Uh, yeah, good luck. Uh yeah, we've got some nicknames for him. We call Marcus Alexander Tank, so I don't even really count him. I got to get we call Stripling Strip, so we got to get one for Marcus Major, Marcus Hicks, and then we'll then we'll be okay. Stogner size wise is he's a yeah. traditional tight end. Yeah. How are you really looking forward to kind of being able to use that in the offense? Again? Yeah, no doubt. You know he's uh, he'll be you know probably a little bit closer to Mark. Uh, you know, as far as physical ability, um, he's actually a little bit taller than Mark, um, a little bit longer. Um, so, and, and we loved, you know, we first watched, you know, his pass catching ability, you know, and you could see the guy runs routes like a receiver, very gifted. And, and I mean, a great, great frame, obviously, to catch with very gifted hands. And then as time went on, even after we had offered him and even after he committed, you kept watching him and the kid is really, really physical. I mean, he plays on the defensive side of the ball. They put him in line at tight end, and he he has a an edge and a mean streak that that gets you excited about what all this kid could do for us. So, I mean, he was one of the top tight ends in the country for a reason. And uh, you know, we don't get to take we're not going to take three or four of those guys every year. So when we get them, they got to be the right ones, and we're we're very confident we got the right one. Nick, what did you think of your DB class? I love it. I love it. You know, I think, you know, the safeties are going it, to, it's a great group. You know, we added some size, some physicality, you know, with, with, with Jamal, obviously with Cradell, you know, those guys, those guys have some real pop. You know, I like the corners. Jaden Davis was another guy. I didn't mention him earlier. That was really key to this whole class that was kind of all in, recruited his tail off. Um, very, very invested. Yeah. He's kind of that, yeah, I could see him being the leader of that group, kind of has that spunk, that charisma, that, just kind of that it factor about him. Um, so it was great to get him out of St. Thomas uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, you know, Woody Washington was a big key to it. You know, it really reminds me a lot of Trey Norwood. Very smooth, athletic, one of those guys that's kind of just good at every single thing that he does. Uh, so, yeah, we love the DB class. I think it's, uh, you know, it's you got to continue to have great DBs in this league, as we know. And, I, I you know, I like this class as a whole. How many more do you expect to sign in February? We got a few more still out there, so we'll have some. We'll have a few more surprises for everybody. Any Oklahoma kids? We'll see. With the balance, uh, you talked about balancing transfers. Uh, obviously, it started with the grad transfers, and now it's the, the pool. Is that kind of leaning towards kind of reminding you of kind of a free agency type deal? Uh, and what are kind of your thoughts on all that? Yeah, no, it's it's different. It's you know having somebody, you know, we got some people in our office that monitor the the portal each day, and it's it's different. It's you can argue whether it's good or bad, but I do like it is a little more organized in that you know who is available and who's not. That that part is nice. Um, 
probably a little early to say on that, you know, overall feelings on it because, you know, kind of like the new signing period last year, we're just getting started with that. Um, but I do like, you do like at least being aware right now. Along with free agencies and professional sports, kind of added to a little bit more interest as, you know, because some of the bigger names are getting thrown around. Uh, and it is a big deal. It's like its own little season with professional. Could you foresee it maybe turning into something like that potentially where it's like a bigger deal? Yeah, I don't know if that's – I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what my feelings are. I. I don't want it to get too much professional because this isn't professional. Uh, but at the same time, is it is it very similar to a waiver wire right now? Is it is it going to gather a lot of attention? Yes. Like I said, I just hope we don't have too many guys doing it. There's some guys that do it for great reasons, and it's certainly you know the right thing to do. You know, a guy like even like Trevor Knight a few years ago. I mean, that was absolute right decision for him, and worked out you know worked out great for him. And uh, so. You hope it doesn't become bigger than it needs to be, I guess is my point. When you talk about uh, the transfer portal and knowing who's out there, is there less now worrying about reaching out to intermediaries and trying to do all that kind of stuff now that you just sort of see a list and say these are the guys that are there? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, th I, think it, I think there is less of that. And I think they've also you know, planned on hammering down more on the, the tampering rule and those that do tamper, which is, which is good. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty good combination. Yeah, and I think it probably makes it not as much through back channels where you know who's there, you know who you can contact right away, you know, and that's uh, it's not as much guesswork or kind of behind the scenes work. Lincoln, did you get any uh, feedback from kids the last few weeks along the lines of, look, I love everything about what you're pitching me here, and I'd like to come play for you, but there's there's this thought that you might not be there much longer. I hear, I, I still I see you with, with regard to the NFL, or I hear from other coaches that you're not gonna. Your, your your future is your near future is in the NFL. Did you get that? And if so, what was your response? Yeah, no, they they heard that from plenty of other coaches out there that seem to be experts on it. Um, uh, I think after sitting down and talking with these guys, they're very confident on you know where I'm going to be, the direction of this program, and you know where where my heart and my mind are at right now. Lincoln, has anyone expressed a option that they want to transfer from your program? Uh, we've had some guys. Uh, we've had some guys talk about it. Um, some of these guys are, you know, getting ready to potentially play in playoff games. Uh, with that going on, uh, it's a little, it's a little bit different when your team's, I think, in the playoff versus not in the playoff. I mean, just the whole, the whole deal is, and uh, they're both great, but uh, that may delay potentially some of ours that would explore that option. So those are always open conversations we have. They're. They're honestly not that different than what we would normally have just now. The name would at some point go into a portal, but you're always, you always know guys that, you know, that are maybe thinking about it. We encourage our guys to come talk to us about it. You know, we, we don't want there to be secrets. We want to be able to address it and, and you know, be able to guide them and help them in any way we can. Any more questions? Can I ask you a question about Alabama? Yeah, sure. While you're sure. in front of us. Yeah. Uh, last week the topic was, was about their offense and, too, and what you're up against with regard to that. Curious what your early impressions are of what they've got defensively. I keep reading stories and I keep seeing the word vulnerable about yeah. about some at least yeah, maybe they, comparatively speaking. Yeah, they they've been very vulnerable. Um, you know, yeah, every game you turn on is about fifty to ten. So they're uh, now they're they're a tremendous team defensively. They're they're really good. Uh, I mean, they they're strong up front. You know, as they've traditionally been. I mean, the the uh, the D tackle ninety two is 
he's phenomenal. You know, an elite player that's had an elite year. Um, it's really, really good. As, as, as good as we've played against, without a doubt. Um, yeah, they got a nice combination up front of size, but also athleticism to be able to rush the passer. You know, it's it's a unique blend. Um, they've, they've done a great job recruiting, developing those guys. You know, linebackers are experienced. They make play sideline to sideline. You know, DBs. I mean, you know, you're talking all, you know, six one, six two guys, great length. You have some young guys playing that back there, but they've played extremely well. So I mean, you know, they're they're very well coached. I mean, you just. They don't beat themselves, and they've got enough athleticism and great players on that side that they make a ton of plays, and they make it extremely difficult to consistently move the ball. And uh, they're they're as good they're as good as any defense that we've played in the four years that we've been here, without a doubt. You guys practice today, then? What's that? You said you guys practice today. We did. Yeah, we did. Any update on Marquise? Uh, no, nothing yet. Lincoln, the uh, 18 months since Bob retired, and you took over 19 months, maybe. Two playoff appearances, great recruiting, all kinds of glory. Is this just couldn't it be a better script in terms of t taking over for such an iconic coach and sort of putting your own stamp on a program? I mean, could could it have gone any better when you look back on these 19 months? Yeah, we could have won the Rose Bowl, <laughs> won won two more last year, um, but it's gone great. You know, I think a big reason it has is because of, of Bob, and you know. All that we've talked about many times, how he's handled the entire situation and even his presence now, you know, for me is a huge thing. Um, that'll always be the case here. Uh, yeah, and I think everybody's, you just got to give everybody credit. Everybody's been on board with every, you know, any direction that we've decided to take. You know, our new hires have worked out great. You know, the, I think some of the new things we've done in recruiting have really helped. Uh, our players have been tremendous through this stretch. So it's it's been a great run. I mean, there's no doubt. I. You know, as a coach, you always want to sit there and say it could have been better and, you know, and it could have been better, but it's been really damn good, too. And so we're we're having a lot of fun with it. And again, the most exciting thing to me is we still feel like there's much better out there for us and we got a long ways to go. So that, that journey is going to be uh, as much fun as this this 18 or 19 months have been. Very good. Uh, Derek Green at one point decommitted and recommitted. When you have a guy that decommits, I mean, how, how do you handle that in terms of continuing to recruit them? Yeah. Do you, do you, is it kind of a case-by-case case thing, or do you think that you've, you've lost them, or how do you handle yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's a good question, you know, because we, uh, well, we had it with Theo uh, this year. We had it with CD, I believe, the year before. There may be, may be missing one in there, too, maybe another guy. But we, it is case-by-case. Case. Uh, we try not to get too emotionally up or down. I mean, it's uh, – Recruiting is kind of like a game. You may be down in the first quarter and you can't go lose your mind. You know, you got to just you got to keep playing and keep swinging. At times, at times when somebody decommits, you know, you know maybe it's the right thing and you don't pursue them. And at times, you you uh, you know you just you decide you still want to recruit them and they still want you to recruit them. And it's just a bump in the road, but it's not the end. And so I think we've been able to keep our poise in those situations and and you know continue to. To have belief that our place is the best for them, continue to be honest with them, and yeah, we've been fortunate. A lot of these guys have a high number of the guys that have decommitted from us have came back, and uh, I, again, I attribute that to the poise, the hard work of the staff, and then just the honesty in which the way we deal. Back to my my question about the transition: Do you take it as sort of a, uh, a compliment that somebody has mimicked what you guys did, which is Ohio State, not even exact replica, but very similar? 
and that's and they that's not what they've been doing historically. Historically, they've gone out and hired right. somebody. Now they're saying, "Hey, let's just let's just promote somebody from within." Well, you take that as a compliment that somebody like Ohio State would say, "Let's do the Oklahoma model." I honestly haven't thought of it that way. Um, been asked about it a few times. I don't know that I take it as a compliment. I think, you know, we took a situation. This has happened before. A lot of times it doesn't happen well. Um, I, I think everybody involved should would would probably take it as a compliment because it it has it's not easy. It's it's a lot of people have got to put you know, their own personal feelings aside or, you know, just it's got to totally be everybody's got to be invested in the program and it's got to be more about the program than it is them. And you got to have, you know, people at the top that are totally invested in it. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, it's it's something we're proud of without a doubt. It's something I'm proud of and proud to be associated with Bob, Joe, President Bourne, President Galgley now, the staff. I mean, so many people have to really be aligned to, to make this work. And so far, everybody's been great. Lincoln, uh, and kind of follow up on that, Ruffin, um, was he, was there a, maybe a time when he had to get accustomed to calling plays for this team, jumping back into a defensive coordinator role, specifically with just a team that he hadn't had control of for a long time? And how have you seen him progress in that area over the last, you know, since he, since he jumped into that spot? Yeah, no, I think there's that. Uh, you know, a little bit for everybody when you haven't done it in a while, but he's done it a lot throughout his career. So it kind of like riding a bike. It didn't take him. It didn't take him long. You know, we really got a lot of reps in those first two weeks. I thought he called a beautiful game at TCU and has continued to adjust and get smoother. Uh, a lot of it's not too just the calls. A lot of it comes down to just the organization. How, especially when you're in the box, how do you communicate with your guys? How do they communicate with the kids? I mean, there's just so. There's so many little intricacies, you know, that you've got to work through to make sure that it that it works without any hitches. And uh, I think our groups continue to work and, and do that. And uh, again, I'm excited uh, about the direction that we've headed there. And Ruffin's been a huge part of that. And I think we've played some of our best ball here at the end. And I think, you know, we got a got a chance to to play even better here in the next couple. What a class! And what a week ahead of us. Oklahoma, Alabama in the Orange Bowl, signing day in the rear view, game prep ahead of us. Academy Sports and Outdoors has helped put together an incredible feature that will begin next Wednesday. We're calling it Crimson Conversations. Our broadcast crew will go one-on-one -on -one with the Alabama broadcast crew. We'll have all kinds of different ways in which you can hear the Crimson Conversations, but if you're subscribed right here at Soonersports.tv slash podcast, it'll arrive right to your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple Watch, whichever way you consume podcasts, we'll have you covered coming up this week as we count down to the Orange Bowl, Oklahoma and Alabama. Thanks for joining us for the tailgate. Have a great holiday weekend, and until next Wednesday and the start of our Crimson Conversations, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.